The Laura Loves Yoga podcast is about taking our yoga off the mat and into our day-to-day life. As well as sharing lessons from yoga, I'll be shining a light on special guests who care about holistic health and wellness, talking to entrepreneurs who have started businesses that align with their hearts. Join me, be part of this community of like-minded souls. Let's dive in. All right, so my guest today is a friend of mine, Elizabeth Young, who is a health and life coach and yoga teacher. So welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for asking me on, Laura. It's lovely to be here. Well, I am excited to have you here because last weekend, uh, Elizabeth ran a vision board workshop. It was online and I attended. This was my second one I've been to and it's just fabulous. And I just thought to myself, oh, you know, people could really benefit from hearing about this topic. So I had to have you on. So we're going to talk all things um, dream boards, vision boards, whatever you want to call it. But let's um, start off with that basic question of what on earth it is, because some people, this term will be familiar. Some people have listened and go, oh yeah, I know all about this. And there'll be other people maybe with some ideas about what they think it is, or people that do use this as a practice to manifest their dreams and could do with a little reminder as to the benefits. So Elizabeth, do you want to tell us what is a vision board? Absolutely, right. So a vision board, capitalizes on that connection between your eyes and your brain and I'm not talking about the general physiological connection there I'm talking about that visioning part that exists within all of us you know those long-held dreams that heartfelt desires that are often placed on the back burner in our mind because we're living very busy and distracted lives so a vision board and especially the way I lead my vision board retreats is I do a lot of life coaching before you even get to create the board at the end of the day because it It is a way of selling your ideas to yourself. And what I do on the vision board retreat day, so it's not just you come in and you start cutting out pictures from a magazine. You get a lot of life coaching first because what I want you to do is give yourself the gift of time and step back and take perspective on your life. So it's almost like a treat day to your highest self to say, my life is important and I matter. And it's a day where you really get to approach your life with the reverence it deserves. Because the critical thing I want my retreat attendees to remember and to really sense when they're there, a lot of the things I do as a coach is to tell people stuff they already actually know, but it's a way off in the the distance for them is Mm -hmm. your life is finite. Your time on this planet is finite and you matter. Your goals matter, your health matters your time your energy and your focus and attention is finite we cannot go around in our lives like greek plate spinners keeping everything on the go and i know many of us myself included try to do that mm-hmm. and we're all too often dominated by an interminable list of things to do and we never really have the time to stop and think is this actually the right list of things to do does yeah. this actually match up with my overall goal for my life or am i just on a treadmill here And so what the vision board is used for is to, first of all, step back, get the clarity on what matters most to you right now in your life, relevant to you, your age, your gender, whatever. And by the way, on that point, vision boards are for everyone, men and women. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think they're very woo-woo. And it can be that way if you want it to be. But as a life coach, I come at this very much from a very down-to-earth practical sense of, 
I matter, my life matters, what do I want to create now? And many people are doing vision boards that I see on their health or weight loss, but there's mm -hmm. also things like starting and growing their business, doing a podcast, making new friends, because in midlife sometimes, you know, in our, our world today is very global, we need new friends and we, we've moved to a new city, we don't know anyone. So it can be very different. Your vision board is unique to you and it is critical because what it does, and we spoke about this on the retreat on Sunday, uh, Laura, is this idea of deciding, right? So deciding it's this and it's not that. Because oftentimes people work with me in my one-to-one -one coaching practice and I'm finding that they're not getting results because they're scattering their intention and energy in too many different directions. Of course, that's very easy when you're a busy working mother like you and I both are. And so what this vision board does is gets you to absolutely be clear on what is important. So not everything can be important because the reality is if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. Yeah. So we talk about the, the power of decisions. So it's in the this and the not that that the power comes. And then you create a board that speaks to that. Thank you. That was a fabulous explanation. Um, so useful. And visualization really is one of the most powerful exercises you can do, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I, if people believe in the law of attraction, where, you know, your entire life experience, um, everything you're doing, that link between your thoughts and, and, and how your life pans out, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. they're so closely connected, aren't they? So if you can really target that, that vision, mm -hmm. you, can, you can really create that life that you want to have. Absolutely. And it's again, going back to what I said about distraction, but it's about stepping out of the mode of just doing all the time and asking bigger questions like, how do I want to be? How do I want to experience my life? So many people right now around the world because of COVID-19 and just how the economy is are experiencing transition in their life. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, and I read on the, in the news the other day that divorces are through the roof in the UK here. And I think that's replicated in other countries as well, where your listeners might be. And also job losses and redundancies. Yeah. And my job as a coach is to reframe everything that happens in your life. So instead of focusing you talked there about your focus um but it's also when we face transition in our life instead of saying oh my god i've lost this relationship my marriage has crumbled i'm a failure or i've lost this job i've been made redundant oh the dispat the un the, uh, the the dispiring thought if that's a word it's not really i think i've said the wrong word there but the unempowering thought is i'm a loser i've lost i've failed there's something wrong inherently with me and um, my life's never going to be the same and what I actually do in the life coaching part of the vision board retreat before you make your vision board and this is something I do in coaching is reframe that and to say instead of saying what have I lost the question should be what am I free to do now absolutely what does what's perfect about this now now that can be a really challenging question and I'm not trying to minimize your loss here by the way because I actually think it's important to mourn as well when we go mm -hmm. through one of these life transitions. We have to mourn that change and to acknowledge it. So once we've acknowledged this has been a loss or this is not what I wanted, how are we going to compost that? How are we going to take the learning and move forward? And what can what would be perfect about it? And I believe as a coach that 
your life is always teaching you exactly where you should be focusing. So if you're developing a health problem, for example, or weight's piling on, your body is asking you, I need your love and attention here. I need to get more nourishment. I need a bit more movement. And, and if it's your job, well, your job needs to change. And a lot of times clients speak to me about, well, I lost that job and I was devastated at first, but actually with perspective, I've come to see that in fact, I wasn't enjoying it anyway. And yeah. with hindsight, you know, later down the track, they were able to choose something that was much more fulfilling. I've seen people go back and retrain as, as other jobs that are just so much more them and in line with who they are and give them that all important fulfillment that is often missing from people's lives. So yeah. that is the power of the vision board retreat and also coaching. Of course, the two things are, are together because yeah. I do significant coaching before you even got to your vision boards. Yeah, that that was amazing, actually. I think that really just helped with the whole clarity for me, certainly. I really appreciated that aspect of your retreat. And, and people maybe didn't expect that that was part of it, but I'm so glad it was. So Elizabeth, what about your own experience um, of doing this practice? Um, can you remember when maybe you started it yourself or what life was like for you before you became coach or yoga teacher and started doing yeah. this kind of work? Yeah, so in my own life, this has absolutely, I mean, a lot of the time I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience and going through lots of life transitions. I've lived in different parts of the world and I've had to, you know, start again in my life in lots of different ways. I myself have been made redundant. Um, and that was at a time when I had two very young children. So it was almost like the worst time possible. Mm -hmm. um, but then I did that reflection exercise. So this was when um, my, my younger son was just born. I was also made redundant and as you know you know that that, that can be kind of feeling quite vulnerable mm -hmm. but instead of and the, the the I was in corporate in the corporate world so I was offered a different job and so this is where I'm speaking about being in integrity with what I teach I did this exercise I asked myself where is the gift in this and do I even want to work in any of this field at all so when I was offered this other replacement job, if you like, with the same um, organization, I stepped back and I said, wait a minute, there's a part of my brain, which is the critter brain, as I call it in coaching, the fear-based brain is saying, you need this job, you've got two young mouths to feed, yeah. right? Um, but the other part, the visioning part, the more open, expansive, spacious part of me said, I think your time in this organization is actually done. And this job that they're offering you doesn't sound appealing, really. And also, you just recently turned 40. And one of the gifts of turning 40 is that you no longer think your life's a joke. That You realize time is finite. And yeah. if you choose to, you can continue on that treadmill. Or you can pivot, as I did, and say, well, what is it you would like now? And I had previously taught yoga working in, in corporate full-time before I had children and I would teach yoga in the evening and I just loved it I believed in it I knew it worked for me I could see mm -hmm. I loved teaching and uh, so I decided to create a vision board around a career in health and wellness and it would encompass yoga and eventually it would encompass other things as well and so I took that very brave decision and of course there were fear voices in my head and that is a lot of what I do with coaching clients working either one-to-one -one or on my online membership program which is all about 
your fear and doubt and trepidation are absolutely normal. So we're never going to get rid of that. How do we take action despite our fear? How do yeah. we take confident action when we have no confidence? Because what people are always waiting for is like, I'll take action once I have the confidence. So part of me would say, I can't be a yoga teacher. I don't have the body that someone's expecting to be a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. I'm not in my early 20s with a, you know, here in the UK, I call it a size eight body, which is what people think a yoga teacher mm -hmm. is going to like um and so the, all those voices i had to turn them down and say wait a minute this is going to be perfect and that is not easy to do but the vision board really helped me sell my ideas to myself and i knew in my heart that it was possible and slowly over time i grew and then i did the coaching course and you'll find that all coaches have coaches because they understand the transformative power of this relationship, which is where we turn down the volume on our stories, on our patterns, mm -hmm. and we act despite the fear. And that yeah. is the critical part that a coach delivers is that support, stretch and accountability to make you feel empowered to take decisions despite your fear. Yeah, I think um, a key thing as well is tapping into how you want to feel isn't it it's easy for us yeah. to think oh I want to have this I want to have that you know I want the new job I want the new home but really the question should maybe be well how, how do you want to feel what's that going to bring you because people in the material world will keep thinking I'll buy this it'll make me happy I'll have that it'll yeah. make me happy will yeah. it you know um so thinking about if you want to feel confident empowered abundant these are useful questions, I think, when you're... They are, and they're sitting. helpful to open up the menu of choice. So, like, there's lots of different ways to feel, for example, abundant or fulfilled. Maybe mm -hmm. fulfillment for you now, you've been made redundant, for example, is spending more time with your family. Maybe being fulfilled is going and retraining and becoming a teacher, whatever it is. Um, but I mentioned at the Vision Board Retreat on Sunday, and I think this is so uh, incredible, is this is uh, actually from Tony Robbins' work. And he speaks, you're saying there about the right questions and what to ask. His three questions of your life, I think, are pivotal. And, and, and roughly speaking, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, is number one is, where should I focus my attention and, and my thought and, and emotional energy? And then the second question is, especially if you've gone through a transition or a loss, what did you make that mean? So, you know, if it, your husband's rejected you, your marriage has failed, are you going to make that mean there's something inherently wrong with you and all your happiness is gone? Or are you going to say that maybe this is a gift and that there's someone better for you along there. So your job made you redundant. Are you going to say there's something inherently wrong with you? Or are you going to make it mean that actually this is a very valuable breathing space for you to take stock of your life and what matters and ask that question that you just asked, what, what, what does fulfillment look like for me right now anyway? How do, what does abundance mean? Is it necessarily financial? Or can it mean emotional abundance as well? And the third question that Robin, um, Tony Robbins uh, suggests that we ask is, what are you going to do now? And I love this because this question for me um, encapsulates everything that coaching is because coaching by its very nature is future focused. So you do you want to do like navel gazing and just be stuck in the in the negativity of the marriage breakdown or the job loss and say oh this is terrible I'm not a worthwhile person or do you want to take your chin up look forward and say where's the gift here for me 
and what what might be the bigger question to ask right now like what how might this be perfect actually and i'm not seeing it because i'm so close to it i can't see that so powerful isn't it great questions that really <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> yeah we're tra we're chatting here elizabeth's in a, a lovely location by the beach and there's some traffic in the background but you're all right i didn't hear it <laughs> it didn't bother oh, good. okay yeah um so those three questions i think are, are really gonna help you pivot your approach to times of transition especially but always and especially as you make a vision board yes absolutely so thinking about making a vision board where people were listening right now to all this and they're feeling fired up and want to have a go in the absence of a, a retreat happening today <laughs> they want to take action right now what are, what sort of steps should they be taking what how do you make a board what should it have on it um any tips well, yeah, I mean, when you come to my vision board retreats, I send um, the participants a, a very easy checklist along with ideas of which shops to get the supplies. You need a poster board, a glue stick and magazines. Um, but you can do one yourself at home and that's wonderful. But I, I would, I cannot, you know, suggest strongly enough that the board that you will make on your own at home would be different to the one that you would make after being coached by me. So I'm running another vision board retreat on Sunday the 17th of January, 10.30 UK time until uh, 3.30. But if you have listeners in uh, North America who are listening to this and would like me to run one at a time that would suit them, I'm more than happy to do so. Oh, um, if I visit my website and let me know, they can contact me there. It's elizabethyoungcoach.com or also on my Facebook page, which is Elizabeth Young Coaching. Um, because um, the the work is so powerful, the preparatory work. Um, it, it, we're gonna we're gonna look at things like a letting go visualization to create mental and emotional space for that which is calling you forward. Be it like mm -hmm. starting a new business, or you know, finally having the courage to get out there again and start dating, or finally having the courage to move to that other country that you're thinking about doing. We're gonna build your self awareness. So you're gonna really get a sense of what's been slowing you down and stopping you from what you say you want, because we all have this thing called the critter brain, which is not a real physiological concept. It's a coaching concept yeah. and it's part of us that is dominated by fear and indecision and stops mm -hmm. us and says things like well no one in your family has ever fill in the blank like ran a business gone to university right or everyone in your family is fat so why would you think that you could lose weight right so that's the <laughs> critical thing so we yeah, yeah. will teach you about that at the the, the retreat and you, you're going to go oh my goodness now I've seen it, I can't not see it. And I'll be able to turn its volume down and start listening to the other part of me, which is this visioning side. You're also gonna get social connection and of course creativity because you're gonna create a beautiful board. But the, the crucial thing you're gonna do at the vision board retreat is to create the space and get the coaching questions that really uncover what is dying to be born within you at this point in your life. Yeah. It could be very different to the one that you would create on your own. But by all means, create one on your own. But I'd love it if you came to the retreat. And it is online, so you can do it from anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And another question to ask is, you know, how often do you feel you need to do something like this? Um, I guess it depends on circumstances. Maybe it's you want to do one, like you mentioned before, on a certain aspect of your life, your health, well-being. Maybe there's something you want to do in career. Some people put everything on the one board of course um 
yes, for me, for example, I've come twice to your yeah. retreat. So the first one, let me talk about that actually. Um, I'm just looking at my boards now. I've dug them out. Yeah. I've got them beside me. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, so the first one, I was thinking about quality time with family. I think I was in a place where life was busy, rushing here and there, and I was craving adventure and fun again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember I was, that. Yeah, I was on that treadmill. So there's a few things on there related to that. Nice pictures, outdoorsy pictures, nature, and so on. But there was also a little hint of where I wanted to go in my career. I've Mm -hmm. got a quote on there I've turned my passion into a growing business I've got a thing on there about um, essential oils gemstones mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. work and so the interesting thing is that yeah we've um, well we're obviously forced into spending a lot more quality time together as a family this year yep. but in terms of the business side uh, yeah I've kind of pivoted a little I've taken a leap of faith I'm doing some mm -hmm. different things starting this podcast I've been talking to people with the same passions that I have and learning yeah. about other experiences and, and bringing them together in this space so other people can also learn um, covering all the things that were on my board so it's it's amazing but last mm -hmm. weekend I decided okay so what's next I've been mm -hmm. training to become a coach myself and still working through those limiting beliefs you know yeah. like you said a coach has their own coach you were nobody's nobody's got all the answers so spending that time um working through all that kind of stuff and also I've got a lot of motivational words on there and again just a vision of how how I'd like to be feeling what life yep. should look like for me so I'm excited I have to say after I I did the board within about I'm not joking half an hour or something <laughs> I had a message from someone about a work connection it was an invitation to consider a work opportunity yeah. which I thought was really coincidental um, yeah. yeah something on the back burner I'm thinking about but um, uh -huh. yeah it was uh, an opportunity to get fired up about life again yeah I think so many of us uh, right now you know it's a struggle it's it's hard this has been a tough year in so many ways so this was an ideal time to be looking ahead maybe getting the wheels in motion uh, but equally, as you said, the beginning of a new year is also a classic time to be thinking ahead also. It, it is. And to answer your question there, Laura, and, and I do remember your board and I remember talking to you about it because that was in the live setting. We did the first one and then we That's did one right. online. Um, and by the way, on that point, I don't require everybody to share their board. It's only if you want to. And I find a lot of people want to. And some people are very private. And I very much respect more introverted people and extroverted people because I know that, um, you know, it can be really personal, your board. So please don't worry that, oh, is she going to expect me to show my board and justify why, I, oh, why I've got all that? That on there so absolutely not um yeah that's a good point Elizabeth if I could just jump in there because initially the first one I probably was wasn't the person I was I am now I should say and I, I did consider myself quite private to an extent yeah. I still am um but this time after all the work I've been doing this year the, the coaching I've been receiving I'm like no I'm ready to share I need to feel uh, confident in myself so yeah. I, I've done that and that's well, been a massive step for me. 
Yes, and me too, Laura, because that's part of the power of coaching is we as coaches have coaches and the it's all about taking action despite the fears we mentioned earlier. And as you said, what the reason you felt the need to do another vision board is because you've grown so much. And so it was time to sort of take your temperature again, so to speak, and create that energy and drive and focus and vision for where you are now and who you are now. And so, for example, in my coaching practice, I work with people so I can do a one-off, um, I can do a one-off deep dive coaching call with no obligation to continue. If there was a, something you thought, I really want to discuss this and I want a breakthrough because I guarantee a breakthrough in that one and a half hour deep dive coaching call. Or you can take a free coaching discovery call, which lasts about half an hour and it just figures out if we're a good match for each other. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can work with me one-to-one -one on the total transformation, which is over three months. And it's three months because that is how long it takes to entrain new habits, which I, my coaching is all about is entraining. How do we entrain new habits? And I, I spoke about that and why that's difficult and why people need support on that and why diets don't work because we've never addressed our habits and how we show up because if you just yeah. kind of go through a diet program for three weeks yeah you'll lose the weight but it'll come marching back on and then some because mm -hmm. you haven't addressed your habits and how you generally show up in life and and we talked about you know how your habits can be described your way of behaving can be like a mountain and so, for example, I talk to a lot of my clients and um, come to me because they've put on weight. And when we under, underneath that, what's happened is they have habits that don't support them maintaining or losing weight. What they've got is habits that support them gaining weight. And for example, yeah. one of them might be, so I'm stressed at my work and I come home and I sit in front of Netflix and I eat biscuits and, and drink fizzy drinks, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we know there is that's the evening time. That, that is a formula for putting on weight, especially around the belly with the high sugar and all that right and so what I say to them is that is a program in your head now that I'm I'm stressed I'm tired this is the thing I do so if we consider yeah. our patterns and sorry for example in this example a need for relaxation and treating oneself because we've had a, a, a stressful day that's like a mountain and your program of Netflix biscuits and fizzy drinks is a known trail on that mountain top. So get me from stress to relaxed. I go up that mountain top via this trail, which is called Netflix yeah. pop, or as we call it here in the UK, fizzy soda in the US, right? And and biscuits or or, or cookies, right? So that that path is a well-worn path for you. It's got you've got posts along the way guiding you, saying you're five miles from the top now. Now you're three miles from the top. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. Relaxed, okay? So that is a neural pathway in your brain. And then when I come alongside you as your health coach and say to you, well, now what I want you to do is instead of that, I want you to go and meditate, and I want you to go and have a bath. There is no path. There is no program in your mind for that. And so that is a very, you know, rugged path as in terms of a neural pathway going up that mountain to de-stressifying. So it's like is if you can imagine there's a pathway that is um, covered in moss and there's maybe bits of broken glass there, there's, there's trickiness and it's a meandering path. There's no signage. There's, there's not even a clear pathway. You can't even see the, the, the ground here and there might be dips and, and troughs there. 
That is why habit change is difficult because all along that difficult path that your health coach is trying to say to you, well, this is what you need to do is instead of the crisps or the chips, you need to take out the olives and have a herbal tea. Um, not that I would necessarily say that because I coach slightly differently from that, but I will try to entrain substitutions, right? Healthier substitutions. But all the time you're going up that difficult path, your easy path will be winking at you saying, come on over here, path's easy, it's lovely, it's all well, you know this path, it's lovely, it's so quick and easy, you'll get up there much easier. Why are you on that difficult path? And that's kind of conversation our brain has when we're trying to entrain new habits, which is why we need coaches, because coaches will explain that that's going to happen, they'll prepare you for that, and they'll show you the way that's much easier. Mm-hmm. And I've found in my experience, it's very difficult for people, myself included, to entrain new habits when we don't have that support and stretch and accountability alongside us. And, and our mind will also ask us all sorts, all sorts of how questions like, well, you're saying it's OK to start a business, but how am I going to do that? What would I do first? And we can overwhelm ourselves with all oh, these yeah. questions. And so one of the things I say at the vision board retreat is if it's a dream in your heart, pick out a picture that represents that dream. Don't you don't need to know all the answers to the how questions right now, because you know, you and I, Laura, we started off doing the yoga and then you're saying you've already grown into the podcast and doing coaching now. Same for me. And I, I know for a fact, if you and I came back and had a conversation in six months, things will be changed again. There'll be new additions and new directions. And we have to allow ourselves to grow through our current limitations and to see what appeals to us. And that's one of the gifts of life is that it's not one and done. It's grow, grow, grow. But we need support to do that. Yeah. Uh, You touched on one of my things, uh, the how. That's sort of hindered me quite a bit in the past. Got these dreams about how, the questioning all the time. But but how could I do that? And it's just letting go of that, uh, trusting that I'll find the way. Yes, the way will be made clear. And it's all right as well to take a path and find actually that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that um, like for example I've recently started a jogging habit and I was perfectly open to the idea that it might just not be for me there was another way I could get some movement into to my life that was more aerobic in nature um, so it, it's all right to go down a certain like you you or I might have started to teach yoga and found it wasn't for us mm-hmm. we need to be okay with that we need to befriend our inner child who is more playful in the approach and say well let's try this and I don't mean to be irresponsible because I know that's quite hard especially if you're a parent you know you maybe think well I can't just you know give everything up and try something out no and I wouldn't expect you to Um, there are ways that you can do things that are low risk as well but still trying and still exploring who you are to get that fulfillment yeah small steps sometimes absolutely and that's another reason people don't take action in their life is because it's over the the task is too overwhelming so that Mm -hmm. mountain that they're looking at like I want to change my job is just too overwhelming so what coaches like myself do so as a life and health coach I work with people in different areas and one of them is in their career so that getting up that mountaintop is all about the career and again it's breaking it down into smaller chunks so where we take step-by-step actions 
and get accountability around creating them. And it's during that process, what I often find is a person will come to me and say, they want to work on this thing here. And maybe four weeks into the 12 week program, they'll say, actually, do you know what? When I more look into this, you've asked me to go and speak to this person and work my network and find out about that. I don't think that would be for me actually. And it's going to be this other thing now that would really bring things together. So yeah. all a sifting process. And I mentioned that the vision board retreat, it's a, uh, you know, your vision board, the poster board that you use is a finite size. And that's like life. You have a finite amount of time on this planet. So it's the this and not that. And I said, I gave the example of when we get married, what we're essentially doing is saying it's going to be this man or this woman and not all the others that are possibilities for me. Mm-hmm. And it's the power of that commitment that makes it powerful. And, and, you know, and it's saying it's not all of the rest of them. And the same for, you know, when we make a decision about anything. So I'm going to choose this healthy drink because I am a healthy person and I'm, I'm worthy of this, not because I can't have everything else. So we, we, we reframe everything yeah. and we come at things with an empowering message that helps you make decisions that underscore, you know, your overall aim um, and deliver it as quick a time as possible yeah that's fabulous that that and that really came across in your coaching at the weekend when we were doing our vision boards you know you made everything seem um you, know, you explained everything so beautifully and made us all realize that yeah these things can can be achieved and another thing i wanted to mention is the in-person one we did a couple of years ago now i think it must be we kind of stay connected there's some of us that found it so useful to have that accountability and we met several times afterwards didn't we just to keep each other motivated and just friendliness and um it was lovely wasn't it sometimes that that, Laura because again that's another thing I watched on the news last night here in the UK was the epidemic of loneliness and lack of connection that people are experiencing in our world and there's a number of reasons for that one is our, you know, we're, we, we, we use technology too much and, um, but also it's to do with the epidemic, the pandemic rather, and we're being told that we have to isolate and, and because we're more global as well, we move, we don't all stay in the same little town that we grew up in. And so, and just the nature of our, our lives. So yeah, connection is so important and it's something that I, really do see my role as being something someone who can help people feel more connected because when when we study you know research has been done into illness and just as important as what we eat is how we live in terms of connection to like-minded peers and they don't need to be the same age or gender but we need as human beings to have connection and it doesn't have to be 10 million friends either going back to the point about introversion and extroversion it's it's about um connecting with people who just let us know that we're not alone in our thoughts and then actually one of the clients i'm coaching right now was at the vision board retreat on sunday and she said to me last night it was so powerful for her to hear that other people are struggling with the same things as she does. Yeah, that's so true. 
can really get into isolation and think that we're the only ones who are feeling lonely or we're the only ones who are grappling with this lack of confidence or self-sabotage and all the things that we spoke about during the retreat and how we've got patterns that we keep doing even though we know they're kind of oh, us and we're all yeah. the same and and i always say in the retreat as well this is for me too because I'm a human being too, so therefore I can check all these boxes and say they apply to me as well. Absolutely. And um, on that subject of sort of connection and, and working through these things with other people, you've got something coming up quite soon, haven't you, that people listening might be interested in, Elizabeth? Do you want to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so if you go to my coaching page on Facebook, it's Elizabeth Young Coaching. On there, you will uh, see there's a linked group called Three Days De-Stress to Way Less. Please join this group. It's a free resource. I will be on there from November the 30th, the 1st of December and the 2nd of December, coaching live every day at 10.30. But the, the, the live coaching will be recorded and will be there. I'm not asking anything for this group. It's completely free resource, expert coaching tools um, on three different subjects, three different headings every day. So it's applicable for you if you want to lose weight or not. So although it's called De-Stress to Weigh Less, everybody should uh, watch it because I'm not asking for an email address and asking for money just come along um, it's uh, the day one is going to be all about mindset and why your mindset matters we're going to look at some of the things we've touched upon today so how we entrain habits to support our healthy mindset when we're you know trying to for example lose weight or just entrain more healthy out outlook and, and outcomes um, day two is all about the physiology of stress how stress impacts your mental and physical well-being and and what the allostatic load for example is and what we can do about it so as a health coach i'm always keen to explain look i don't have a magic wand i can't change the circumstances of your busy life or your stressful life but it can certainly help you process it um so that the the, the physiological damage to the body is not so intense and this is where we'll dip into the yoga toolbox as well as the coaching toolbox and breathing techniques and simple stretches that anyone can do to turn down the volume on the stress hormones and um, the muscle tension. And yeah. then the third day is going to be linked to that as well, because I'm going to be teaching all about sleep and what sleep deprivation does and how to simple tips and hacks to get a better night's sleep. And you'll find that all of those things are connected and i will be giving away spot prizes as well to people who are there um, oh, amazing and tag uh, the page so it is a free resource anyone in the world can join i'm not asking for anything i'd love to see as many of you there as possible i promise it'll be really interesting and mm -hmm. it's usable information that you it's going to be like that vision board retreat and the things that we've talked about today i hope that people will find themselves thinking about it in the months ahead remembering the, the coaching that was shared because it's as I say it's valuable for you whether or not you want to lose weight mm -hmm. brilliant thank you so much Elizabeth that's so <laughs> interesting and it's been really fun talking about the vision boards and um yeah I posted mine on my social media so people can have a little look at that oh, to see, <laughs> see wow. what that looks like oh, and, that's really good <laughs> and um Elizabeth's also mentioned that she's going to run another one in January and I thoroughly recommend it because it was fabulous. So thank you for being an amazing guest, thank Elizabeth. You. Thank you that for having so me here. Useful.
I'm going to post all your contact details um, in the podcast notes and anyone can get in touch with you. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. It's been amazing just to reflect upon what we did on Sunday and hear it from your perspective as well. Thank you so much for, for this call today. It's been great. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed being on. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all, folks, for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Remember to follow Laura Loves Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. And if you'd like access to my online yoga classes and more, please join the private Facebook group, the Laura Loves Yoga community.